Hello, everyone. I'm Bill Raggio. I'm a senior fellow at Foundation for Defense of Democracies and editor of FDD's Long War Journal. And this is Generation Jihad, the podcast that covers all things in what used to be known as the global war on terror and what we now call the long war. We're going to go to a different theater. We are going to discuss the absolute chaos that is happening right now, that is unfolding before our eyes in Israel. You know, unless you've been in a bubble um, or slept in and not aware, Hamas, Palestinian Jihad, and other terrorist groups have launched attacks on inside of Israel. They breached the border fence. They've launched thousands of rockets and mortars. Last I've heard, over 100 Israelis dead, 900 wounded, unknown number of Israeli citizens kidnapped and taken back into Gaza, military bases attacked. Absolute game changer. I don't think things in Israel with the Palestinians is ever going to be the same. So a quick programming note, we're recording this just about noon uh, Eastern on Saturday. Uh, obviously, the situation is developing quickly. We're going to push this podcast out quickly. I have my friend, colleague, and I'll say friend again, Joe Trusman. He is a research fellow here at Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Joe has his finger on the pulse of all things Israel and beyond. Uh, Joe, Welcome to Generation Jihad. How are you doing today? I, I know you must have gotten no sleep last night, right? Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very little sleep. Uh, just tracking this amazing development that uh, that has happened in, in Israel, specifically in uh, southern Israel, but it has also affected other, other, other parts uh, of the country. Yeah, it's um, – look, I've been there. Um, I know where you are. You're going to be, ex you're exhausted now. It's only going to get worse, Joe, but just hang in there. And, uh, this is what they pay us for. Um, hopefully it's short lived, but I have a feeling the way things have developed and some of the things that we'll talk about, I think is going to tell us this isn't going to be a three day Israeli action to just punish Hamas. I think we're going to see this develop. But so, but like before we get into that and we'll, we'll just briefly touch on the, 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 possible future as we go forward but tell us what's happened joe um i gave a real quick rundown there but you know give give us your perspective on this what do we know as of 12 eastern on a saturday october 7th yeah of course so <clears throat> so early this morning uh local time in israel the uh, rockets were fired um, by palestinian armed groups uh, and this is massive rocket fire. This wasn't just a, a couple rockets. We're talking hundreds and then more than 2,000 uh, at Israeli cities. And I'm not saying just Israeli cities uh, near Gaza, uh, cities in like Tel Aviv, for example, uh, and other sections, areas of central Israel. Uh, while this was happening, paragliders from Gaza uh, landed inside southern Israel. Absolutely uh, insane, Joe. Yes, yeah, no, per, yeah, it's uh, per, yeah, it's uh, there's video of it uh, on social media, but yeah, paragliders um, landed inside of Israel, southern Israel, in several um, Israeli communities uh, adjacent to the Gaza border, uh, including uh, one of the uh, major Israeli cities in southern Israel, Stehot, uh, and. Uh, Attackers uh, or rather armed terrorists belonging to Hamas uh, started to shoot civilians uh, that were out on the streets. On top of the 
the paragliders, the uh, military terrorists rather, also infiltrated the security fence. And there, and when I say security fence, there's a barrier, right? There's sections uh, along the Gaza-Israel border. Some sections are a huge wall, okay? Other sections are security fence. This fence, this uh, section, the uh, a section of the security fence was breached using wire cutters and uh, explosives. When this, uh, after the uh, the security fence was breached. Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and other uh, terrorist groups or members of terrorist groups started hauling butt inside of uh, Israel uh, and using uh, mostly uh, motorcycles and uh, and pickup trucks. The thing is, these Gaza these uh, Israeli communities are can be maybe a kilometer uh, away from the Gaza border, so they can get there very quickly. Okay, and this is what happened. So they started. They, they I can't tell you how many. Terrorists successfully entered Israel, but uh, it was it was a significant amount. And, it had uh, to be, Joe. It had to be significant given, right, we, there's videos out there of Israelis being rounded up, women and children, and being ushered back over into the border. And I'll ask that question of how the hell does that happen? Sure, they got in, but how the hell did they get out? We'll, we'll ask that question later. We don't have an answer for that, unfortunately, but maybe I won't ask it and we'll just leave that as a rhetorical question at this point. But go on, Joe. Sorry, David. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but but yeah, so this was just, it, but it wasn't just, okay, so we talked about the paragliders, talked about infiltration at the security fence, uh, but there were also, it was like, it was a coordinated, multifaceted attack. So also there were, uh, attempted infiltrations from the sea, all right, uh, and, and uh, drone attacks, uh, drones that are used, uh, that are developed uh, by uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad and other Palestinian armed groups. Uh, they also uh, attacked uh, during this during this event. They attacked uh, IDF military bases uh, during the infiltration. So uh, basically, what happened is that. The rocket fire, the massive rocket fire that began, that, that initially started this whole conflict, uh, was just a cover. The goal was to infiltrate Israeli territory and kill as many Israeli civilians as possible, which happened, and and abduct Israelis and IDF soldiers uh, into Gaza to use as bargaining chips uh, for prisoner, uh, Palestinian prisoners of war, and unfortunately. Soldiers and civilians were were abducted, including this includes uh, elderly people, mothers, children, men. Um, uh, it, it's it's just frightening. It's, it's it's really frightening. So, uh, so yeah. So there are civilians and IDF soldiers right now trapped inside of Gaza that 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 were abducted from their homes by Palestinian gunmen. Absolutely. Insane show. You just described a, uh, you, you said it, but you just described a highly sophisticated attack on Israel that was planned by Palestinian terrorist factions. And, you know, I, I you know, one of the first questions, and again, it's another, it's going to be a rhetorical question here because we don't know the answer now, but how did they stage the launching of thousands of rockets without being seen by the, uh, the Israeli air force? I mean, that is, stunning to me in itself and weren't you know i know the israelis are constantly flying surveillance over gaza i just feel like i mean they really caught the israelis with their pants down here um i, I don't it's too soon to sit here and say 
you know, how did it, it and this is, this is an intelligence failure without a doubt. Um, we're not going to get into that here at this point in time. Um, Joe, I also heard reports, um, and this was, I believe I read it in the Jerusalem Post, that there were multiple attacks on IDF bases in the um, in the area. I've read one report of communications being lost with one of those bases. So um, can you tell us more about that? Are those um, credible reports? What do we know? Yeah, I believe that the reports are credible. From the evidence that I've seen, uh, it, 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 uh, it certainly appears that the, uh, one of the objectives of the attack uh, was to target, uh, infiltrate Israeli uh, bases along the Gaza border. And it does appear that Hamas and other uh, armed groups, Palestinian armed groups, were successful and uh, and were able to kidnap IDF soldiers and uh, kill IDF soldiers as well inside, inside the bases. Um, and, and I just kind of want to go back to what you were saying earlier uh, about you know, how this could all happen. And uh, I'll tell you this, Hamas and other Palestinian armed groups have been practicing this scenario for a long time. Uh, like, for example, uh, raiding the security fence and um, or, or attacking uh, an IDF tank and uh, abducting the soldiers. It's the, the soldiers inside, which, by the way, did happen during this conflict or what happened, it, it did happen. Uh, so um, so this, even though this is all surprising, it isn't surprising. They've, they've been practicing this and they've, they've, they've published evidence and videos and statements saying they've been, that they're doing, that they're trying, that they're practicing, that they're training for things like this. Uh, and I think <clears throat> this is, uh, this is something that, the Israeli defense establishment has feared, but not from Gaza. I think it's from Hezbollah in, in the north, right? Uh, they've talked about uh, paragliders infiltrating Israel uh, or Hezbollah commandos blowing up the, uh, uh, the security fence or the wall in northern Israel and taking over uh, Israeli communities in, in, the, in, uh, in northern Israel, right? But um, I don't think the Israeli defense establishment thought that this would happen in southern Israel by Hamas and other groups, but <clears throat> it did, it did, and uh, it's it's all just it's it's incredible and disappointing and saddening. But um, this is where we are right now. So yes, um, and also I'd like to add uh, just from the reports I've read, let's say in the last half hour, forty five minutes, uh, and from statements from uh, Hamas, there are still active clashes between Israeli forces and armed gunmen belonging to Hamas and other groups inside Israeli territory, inside Israeli um, communities. So this isn't over. Okay. This isn't. No, th this wasn't five guys infiltrating on a power glider, cutting through the fence. This is a significant force of, um, it has to be giving the scope and scale of what we've seen in the continued fighting. Um, yeah, Joe, that's that's very, very disturbing. You know, uh, uh, for our listeners, um, Joe and I record, actually recorded a podcast on the subject of Israel earlier this week, which we uh, were hoping to release uh, yesterday or today, um, which we had to put in the tank because this all blew up. And Joe um, was talking about many of these things, what we were describing here, how the fence was going to, how they were practicing bre breaching the fences, developing their own um 
their own drones, uh, you know, coordination with other terror groups. And uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it's a little frustrating when those things happen, but you'll have just have to take my word for it. And, and Joe was very prescient on this subject. Um, that's why I woke up this morning, saw what happened and said, immediately texted Joe, even though he's three hours behind me. And sorry if I woke you up, Joe, but <laughs> said, Joe, we got to jump on. We got to we got to trash it, trash some work and get back on and and talk about this. This is look, everything's changed here. I um, I don't again, I'm trying not to get too far ahead, but. I think the idea of a, a two-state solution, I don't see how there'll be any support for that in the Israeli populace. Um, any discussion of proportion, proportionality of response by the Israeli military has to be thrown out. Um, this definitely has shaken Israel, it has shaken the Israeli state and the Israeli population to the core. We have, I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this, have we, Joe? I mean, maybe the Lebanon war in 2006 might be the closest, but even then, I, I, I don't, you know, I remember following and covering that. It was nothing like this. Nothing. This was a, a stunning penetration of Israeli security. Right, right. Um, and nothing like this on this scale. And there on have been scale, infiltrations, yes. right? There have been infiltrations. I mean, going back decades uh, uh, from you know northern from uh, from Lebanon, and uh, but nothing like this. And yeah, this is this is a very well coordinated effort. This isn't just Hamas. Yeah, you were anticipating what I was going to say. Tell us. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about this. You know? This Hamas didn't do this on its own. Palestinian Islamic Jihad didn't come up with this on its own. Right. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Hamas is leading it. I mean, they are the the big guys here. But this isn't uh, this isn't just like one or two factions here. Uh, Just from the statements that I've read and the the uh, the evidence that I've seen over the past twelve hours or so, more than twelve hours now, actually. there are multiple groups involved here, multiple Palestinian armed groups uh, involved in the uh, not only the, the the firing of rockets, but the actual infiltration uh, operation into Israel. So uh, th- that's th- that's important to note. Also, I think that's very important, and we, we did talk about this during our in in, in the uh, podcast that we unfortunately had to tank. Uh, they're all connected to one entity, and that's Iran. Okay, uh, Iran funds and arms most of these groups that are involved in the fighting. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. Uh, actually, in July, I published a state a uh, a visual for Long Word Journal, uh, making the connection or visualizing uh, or showing the connection between. These are 19 armed groups, that's right, 19 armed groups that received funding and support from Iran to attack Israel. And this isn't just in Gaza, mind you. This is Lebanon with Hezbollah, Syria, and uh, obviously Gaza, the West Bank, and some Iraqi groups that operate in Syrian territory. So uh, there's this is a multi-front issue here and you know as this conflict and you did you know allude to it a little bill but this is going to uh, the israelis are going to respond okay and i'm quite concerned that there will be other fronts involved okay for instance a few days ago uh, i'd say about yeah three days ago 
Islamic Jihad's uh, Secretary General, Ziad Mahalla, he stated that there were new battalions of Islamic Jihad that had recently been formed in Lebanon, in Syria, and in the West Bank, okay? And I don't think it was a coincidence that he said that right before this massive attack against against Israel, okay? Yeah, we know it's not it's not a secret that Islamic Jihad, you know, operates in Syria and Lebanon. It's it, that's known. It's not it's nothing new. But still, it just it, it to me that looks like it seems like a warning, right? That this is going to be uh, a multi-front conflict. Uh, I can't say for sure that will happen. I hope it doesn't, but I completely expect a massive Israeli uh, response, especially towards Gaza, maybe including other fronts as well. Uh, so it's there's a lot, a lot to unpack here. We can sit here for hours and hours and talk about everything, uh, what's going on and what may happen. But I think I just really want to hammer the point that Iran funds and uh, supports uh, these groups that are involved in the fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, uh, I want you to, Joe, publish this report, Iran and its network of 19 terrorist organizations on Israel's borders. He published that July 19th, or July 17th of this year. Um, it's a great visual. I highly recommend you head on over to longwarjournal.org and, and give it a read. It's, uh, it'll help you understand the threats, the multidimensional threats that Israel is facing on all of its borders. And, you know, look, if, if, if Joe, you know, Joe and I both, uh, we have a suspicion, we have fears that this could expand. If it does, you know, Israel's going to have, have a real fight on its hand. I think Israel is capable of it, but, it's very difficult for the small state of Israel to to sustain these types of wars and deal with the backlash in the international community. Um, look, Iran, in my estimation, it's it's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, the Quds Force, without a doubt, has a hand in this. I have followed IRGC operated Quds Force operations for decades now it's how it worked in iraq in supporting the shia militias which are now some of which are on the border um in syria with uh, with israel um how it created them to be analogs to hezbollah and one of the things i've always warned about which really seems to be full on deaf ears is that um you know these groups have a lot of more recruiting potential with the perhaps uh, what, 36 million Iraqis where 50 to 60% of them are Shia. Just look at what the IRGC and Hezbollah was able to do with a population of 4 million in, uh, in Lebanon. Um, the IRGC supported the Taliban. We, I, we helped prove this in court, both the Taliban and Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. And, you know, look, Israel, that's it's, that's the place where the IRGC really wants to take the fight. And the sophistication of the operation that we just witnessed and we're currently witnessing, um, I would be shocked if the IRGC did not have a hand in, in this operation. Any thoughts on that, Joe? And we'll wrap oh, it up. Oh, for here. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bill, you hit it right there. Listen, um, in, for years now, years, I'd say eh, five, six years about the uh, so-called resistance axis, right, uh, have been making statements that they will unite and attack Israel, okay? And this is the resistance acts, for people that don't know, are uh, 
those groups backed by Iran. But there's, you know, for example, there are the Syrian armed forces involved are, are a part of it. The the Houthis in Yemen, Iraqi groups backed by Iran, Hezbollah, Gaza, blah 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 blah. So uh, it, it doesn't surprise me. And in 2021, for example, uh, there was credible evidence of coordination between Hezbollah, the IRGC, and the Palestinian armed groups. Uh, there was, I think, uh, our colleague John Shanzer wrote a great piece on a, a nerve center in Beirut that was run by Hezbollah the IRGC, and the IRGC. And they were essentially advising the uh, Palestinian armed groups during the 2021 Gaza war. And uh, it would just surprise me that if they were not involved here. I mean, this was just too sophisticated, okay? Uh, there's just too many moving parts here. Uh, and uh, too many groups involved as well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the, the Iran, its proxies, uh, and the groups that it supports are, are all involved. Now, I just don't know to what extent they will be involved uh, as far as, you know, groups outside of Gaza. Uh, so, uh, but uh, again, the concern is that we'll see, begin to see rocket fire Okay, from southern Lebanon, for example, by Palestinian armed groups. Uh, they've, over the last couple of years, they've established themselves in southern Lebanon with uh, with the green light, of course, of Hezbollah and have fired rockets at, at, at Israel. So um, I think when a ground war, if or uh, a, a massive response by the Israeli defense forces against Gaza occurs, uh, which is is actually happening already, I think, uh, or at least in the beginning stages of it, uh, it's very likely we'll see rockets from Southern Lebanon, uh, just because I mean, uh, these groups have done it already, uh, and they're established here. And uh, again, like I said earlier, uh, Islamic Jihad stated that they have uh, they formed battalions there. So yeah, um, that, that's a concern. And, and dragging Southern Lebanon into this, especially Hezbollah, that's that's another huge problem, right? So I'm sure the Israelis don't want to do that. So we'll see how things play out. But uh, there's there's so many things that can happen here, Bill. And it's really, it's just, all of it is just bad, okay? Uh, there's no no good ending. And, and the worst part of all of this is that Israel has to go into Gaza to kind of get those all those people back, all the civilians and the soldiers. They're not going to stand idly by. Okay, uh, the, just the videos, you know, it's, uh, that that the, the rather the evidence that I've seen, uh, you know, like I said before, just of, of children and mothers, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. All these people getting ripped away uh, from their homes, thrown in the back of pickup trucks, driven into Gaza, while hordes, hordes of people are. When inside Gaza are, are surrounding the vehicle, cheering, cheering, and happy uh, that there are ca Israeli captives in the vehicle. It's just, you know, it's it's tough to see. It's tough to watch. And, well, and uh, and yeah. and Joe, like that, really gets to the Israeli psyche of they they have a leave no man behind like no other. I mean, they've been willing to trade a hundred, you know, convicted terrorists for the bodies of Israelis being held by terrorist groups, you can be sure that they are going to go in there and get them. Those videos are are going are seeping into the psyche of the average Israeli citizen. And they're again, I just go to we're at a turning back point here for 
these right it's it's really difficult to unpack this what 12 hours whatever the number of hours after the conflict begins but i don't think we can just consider you know business as usual from here on out from the israeli side um given given what we've seen in these videos it's just uh I'm I'm stunned. I and it's very rare in this business where you know I felt like I've seen it all. This I did not expect. I didn't expect to wake up to this, and I didn't expect to see. You know, look, maybe Hamas figured this out. Maybe Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Maybe they calculated, and this is exactly they want. But if it isn't what they want, they're going to get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is definitely a game changer for sure. And well, that's, I think you I think you put it far more succinctly than than I did, Joe. Thank. <laughs> but yeah it's uh, uh, uh but but you know what we can we can definitely definitely talk do more podcasts Absolutely. talk about this as, as 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 the days uh as as the next few days come uh come along because this is i think this is going to be one of those long haul moments that this, this is not a conflict anymore this is a it's going to be a war netanyahu used that word war i i john our colleague john sanzer um said that right he said look i've never heard this rhetoric being used by an israeli leader when it comes to this conflict so i i think that's where we are no joe absolutely we'll get we'll get you on in a couple days let's let's uh see how this settles look um I've been where you've been. Um, during the summer of the Afghanistan debacle, I slept a couple hours a night if I was lucky. Uh, I, I was actually trapped at my, my place in the mountains for a month. I survived on ramen and pizza. I ate like a college student and I, you know, smoked way too many cigarettes, drank way too much coffee. Let, you know, get a good meal, Joe, grab those hours of sleep when you could get them. Um, you're in it for the long haul and we're here to support you. So good luck with everything. Good luck to you and your family and um, to to the people of Israel and to the people of, of Gaza and Palestinian territories who don't want to be caught up in this madness of a bunch of terrorists who continually inflame a conflict that Israel really wants no part of. Thanks. Well, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Joe, good, good luck, Joe. Thank you again for joining us uh, for this episode of Generation Jihad. Just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, preferably a positive one, but only if we earned it. Thanks again. We'll see you all again soon.